The Exorcism of Clarita Villanueva. Today, we will go to Philippine. The Filipinos, much like people from Southeast Asia, have got many, many kind of ghosts. But right now, we are going to listen to the exorcism of Clarita Villanueva. Clarita Villanueva, a 17-year-old Filipino girl, had known a life of tragedy. She did not remember her father. She did not know if he had died or had deserted her mother. Her mother was a fortune teller by vocation. The girl was brought up watching her mother holding seances, communicating with the dead, and using clairvoyance to predict to people what they could expect in the future. Her mother took money from people for her services and then laughed at them behind their backs. To her, it was all just a game. When Clarita was 12 years old, her mother died. Since she did not have any immediate family to take her in, she turned to prostitution for survival. At 18, she moved to Manila with her boyfriend, but found out that he was already married, so she began working as an exotic dancer. The big city was a hiding place, a center of money and vice for her business. One morning at 2 a.m. on the streets of downtown Manila, Clarita was picked up by the police who suspected her of being a vagrant of homeless. The policeman called for a vehicle and Clarita was taken to the ancient Bilibit prison used as the city jail. Bilibid has been a prison for over 300 years. It was built by the Spanish and used by the Americans, the Filipinos and the Japanese as a prison and a place of torment. Two days after Clarita was incarcerated, the strangest phenomenon to ever hit Bilibid prison in its 300-year history. This young woman was bitten severely on her body by unseen and unknown entities. She claimed that there were two of them, a huge monster-like spirit and a smaller one. They sunk their fangs and teeth deep into her flesh, making deep indentations. They would bite her neck, back, legs, and arms simultaneously. Blood flowed 
mostly underneath her skin from the bites. The 18-year-old girl screamed in horror and fainted. The guards and medics heard the commotion and came running to the woman's division of the prison. The other female inmates pointed to the writhing, tormented girl on a cot. The girl was taken to the prison hospital for observation and treatment, where all the doctors declared that they had never seen anything like it. These strange demonic bitings began to occur daily, baffling all who saw it. Dr. Mariano Lara, the chief medical examiner at the prison, appealed for help through the media and permitted many to view the strange phenomenon. Filipino, Chinese and American doctors, university professors and other professionals were called in to analyze the situation. After three awful weeks of this torture, a radio reporter came to Bilibid and taped a session while the doctors were violently struggling with Clarita. The reporter immediately released his story on a local radio station just after the 10 o'clock news. The news media soon caught wind of the occurrence and sent more reporters out to investigate. The newspapers, radio stations and magazines found it their kind of story and began to publicize it. Even the cartoonists who were soon drawing pictures of the entities from Clarita's descriptions as the bitings continued day by day. The UPI and other world news services began to report the phenomenon worldwide. This incident made the front page of many newspapers, Switzerland, France, Germany, England, Canada, and even the United States. One doctor accused the girl of putting on an act in order only to get publicity. Clarita gazed at the doctor and said, You will die. He didn't feel anything at the moment. But the following day, the doctor expired without even getting sick. He simply died. Fear struck the city where that news was spread out. The girl was not only a harlot, they said. She was also a witch who could speak curses upon human beings and they would die. The chief jailer had a confrontation with the girl. 
he had kicked her for something she had done wrong while rebelling against him. Clarita looked at the jailer in cold, inhuman hate and said, You will die. Within four days, the man was dead and buried. The second person to fall victim to her curse. Dr. Lara and his medical staff were deeply concerned. They had a prisoner who certainly was not crazy, but who was being wildly attacked by unseen entities beaten deeply on all parts of her body by creatures no one else could see. They were afraid that this thing would kill them as it had the two others who dared cross it. It was their responsibility to do something for the girl, yet they had no earthly idea what to do about the situation. It was beyond their medical knowledge. Who were these entities? The large one, Clarita said, was a monster in size. He was black and very hairy. He had fangs that came down on each side of his mouth, plus a set of buck teeth all the way around. The doctors verified her description by the teeth marks on her body. Buck teeth solid all the way around the bite, rather than sharp teeth in the front. She said the smaller entity was almost like a dwarf. He would climb up her body to bite her upper torso. Both of these spirits liked to bite her where there was a lot of flesh, like the back of her leg, the back of her neck, the fleshy part of her upper arms. They would bite deep into her, leaving ugly, painful bruises. Dr. Lara and his assistants called in all sorts of observers, medical doctors, surgeons, psychiatrists, and professors from the Far East University at the University of Santo Thomas. They claimed that they saw bite marks appear out of nowhere on Clarita's arms. Dr. Lara also described the bite marks as otherworldly because they were too large and round and seemed to have been made by molars. No one had ever witnessed such strange and demonic behavior, nor did they know any solution to the problem. They all wondered who would be the next victim of the curse. Dr. Nara and his staff sent out word globally for help. In the end, hopelessness urged them to finally resort to exorcism. 
Reverend Lester Sumrall heeded the call. He said that because he was a foreigner in the Philippines, he went to the mayor's office and asked permission to see Clarita. He was granted the permission but was warned that several people had been injured by the girl and that two had been cursed and were dead. He went with the understanding that he would not sue the government if he was hurt and that he would not complain if mistreated. When he arrived at the prison, the head doctor of six physicians, Dr. Lara, was skeptical of this foreign minister, but he finally permitted him to see the girl. Clarita was brought into a special room where the Reverend was waiting with a large group of news reporters, foreign members of the press, university professors, and medical doctors who had been invited by Dr. Lara. As Clarita was being led into the room, she looked at them and said nothing. But when she saw Reverend Samrol, she screamed violently. I hate you! That was the beginning of the confrontation. There was a raging battle with the girl, blaspheming. God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. Her eyes were burning coals of fire and full of hate. He commanded the evil spirit to lose her. And after a three-day confrontation with the devil in her, the miracle came upon her. She relaxed, smiled, and said that the monsters are gone, indicating that they went out the window. think? Is this just a hoax by a desperate girl? Or is this really a true, genuine case? It's up for you to decide.